0: Dillich 97 971 the ticket two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven 97 is your telephone number. Ticket text there for you at 97136. And it is my pleasure and honor to welcome in longtime Detroit Free Press writer and author of the upcoming The Russian Five book. There's a documentary coming out as well. The book releases March 20th. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon, the feature film documentary uh, at the film festival for the Free Press at the Fillmore on April 11th. Keith Gabe joins us here on 97-1. Good morning, Keith.
1: Good morning, Dan. How you doing, pal?
0: Fantastic. And I got to tell Let's you, uh, I, I I got the book uh, a few days back and I brought it into the studio and multiple people have snatched it off my desk, <laughs> read it, you know, turned the pages within minutes. And I think that's you know, kind of speaks to what a uh, fascinating story this is, Keith, how well you wrote the book. It had to be a lot of fun to write it, didn't it?
1: Well, it, 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 it's hard work writing it. I'll tell you that. But uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's hard to believe, Dan, that it's been 20 years since we were riding that roller coaster in 97, 98, after the limousine uh, crash that hurt uh, Vladimir Konstantinov, obviously. Uh, and you know what this team went through uh kind of a, you know, almost workmanlike uh, fashion, the way they went through that uh, second season where they won the Stanley cup 20 years ago this spring. It's hard to believe it's been that, that, that uh, long, but you know, I've been sitting on this story for a long, long time, and it was time, uh, uh, a lot of us thought it was time to get it out there, and uh, folks who put the documentary together gave me a call probably almost four years ago now, and we've been working on that sucker ever since, too, and it's kind of fun to see them both come to, fruition at about the same time.
0: No, it is. And people are really excited. I was talking to Kenny Calwings, played by Playboy, who obviously lived through this and, and he's fired yeah. up to, to read this book and see the documentary. I think this is fascinating about you, Keith. You spent six years in the U S army. as a Russian linguist working for the national security agency, the NSA during the cold yeah. war. And that led a lot to this kind of being, you know, you slicing through with KGB agents and all the backroom stuff. Talk about that.
1: Well, as, uh, as Jim lights explains it best, when we interviewed him for this uh, documentary film, You know, the the Wings had kind of reached a turning point. They're six years or so into the uh, illich Devolano era. They'd made some progress, but it was really slow, and they knew they needed more players, more good players to put around Steve Eiserman. And they knew where the players were. They were behind the Iron Curtain in Russia, and they started, they took a chance. They made history in the process by drafting Sergei Fedorov in the third round, the highest, or the the, uh, fourth round, excuse me, the highest the Russians had ever been uh, taken at that point in 1989. Uh, And then they got Vladimir Konstantinov in the 11th round that year. But, uh, you know, they they drafted these guys, and they said, now how the heck are we going to get them out? The Iron Curtain was still there. They couldn't come and go as they wanted, like Russia could now. And as wife explains in the the interview for the movie, he said, I knew one guy who uh, knew hockey, who knew our hockey team, and who spoke Russian and uh, had the media credentials to maybe uh, make contact with these guys. uh, And uh, so he turned to me. And, uh, you know, we, we had lunch one day in August uh, uh, shortly after they they, they uh, drafted uh, Federal Open Conference Tampa and said, uh, you know, can you do us a favor and go over to uh, Helsinki and meet with these guys and tell them we want them to defect. And, you know, and, and I got to tell you, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, they offered me a lot of money to do that. And, <laughs> and uh, I was right away, I said, time out, Jim. I said, I work for the Detroit Free Press. I can't be doing you any favors like right. that. I can't, I can't do that. I would put my career in jeopardy. Well, you know, I I thought about it and I thought about it and thought about it and uh, 2 weeks later I was on my way to Helsinki to meet up with these guys and make that first contact and my first I, I mean I spent 6 years in the spy business in the NSA but this is my first real cloak and dagger assignment. But here's the deal. Here's what I here's what, this is really really important. Uh on on a you know from an ethical standpoint, I knew I was on a little bit of thin ice. I I called Jim lights back and I said, "Look, Jim, I'm not going to take a dime from you. I don't. I don't want your money. I'll pay my own expenses. Whatever. I think this is a pretty good story. I said I'll do this in, 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 on one condition: that when these guys defect or come over, I want to be the first one to have the news in a headline on page one of the Detroit Free Press. I want it for my readers of the Free Press first. I want to be the first one to talk with these guys. I want. I want access that nobody else gets. I want to be first with everything. And he said, deal. And that's that's what it was when, uh, you know, I went over and uh, and met with those guys. A pretty good story that I, I tell in pretty good detail in, in the book. Uh, with a KGB guy looking over my shoulder while I'm trying to talk with these guys. It was kind of a little bit frightening at the, at the time. Uh, but, you know, a little bit less than a year later, Sergei's on his way over here. And Jim Lights actually called me uh, from the airplane, from Mike Illich's airplane with Sergei Fedorov sitting next to him. Uh, they were coming back from, I believe, in Portland, uh, the Goodwill Games at, at Portland at the time, and said, Keith, guess who's sitting next to me? And uh, explained what was going on, and I pushed my dinner plate aside, and I wrote a story that was page one above the fold of the free press the next morning, and that's kind of how it started for me.
0: Incredible. Uh, just fascinating stuff. Keith gave the author, longtime free press writer and hockey writer, uh, covered the Red Wings and the author of the upcoming book, The Russian Five, and the documentary in April as well. Uh, the film will premiere on April 11th. Keith, did you ever fear for your life? I mean, this was—you mentioned you worked for the NSA for six years, but this is some pretty uh, deep cloak and dagger stuff as well. Was there ever a time you were concerned?
1: You know, not really. Uh, I was a little nervous at the time. Um, You know, I I watched—I saw this guy. Actually, Sergey and and, uh, Sergey saw him first too. uh, You know, kind of leaning over, watching us as I'm. I'm talking to these guys in uh, you know the basement of this. uh, downstairs in, uh, by the dressing rooms at this rink in Helsinki, you know, nice little rink, uh, but uh, they, they pulled these guys right out of the shower. I got, I got Vladdy on the left and Sergey on the right. They got white towels around their waist. They're dripping with water and they brought them out to, to uh, uh, you know, right out of the showers. They brought them out to meet me and, and, uh, in a talk and, and we, you know, I had to, I had to work really fast, uh, to, uh, not only kind of explain what I was doing there and, uh, but slip them, up. I read wings media book. I had letters to both of them that I'd written in Russian, uh, explaining, you know, what, what, what the wings had intended for them, how much money they're willing to pay them all. I laid everything out for them, uh, said, if you want, uh, you want some help, you know, contact these people and they'll start the process for you. And, and I, it, all the, it, 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 it was probably no more than 10 minutes or so, Dan. And, uh, uh, I was, uh, uh, I saw this guy looking at, and, and, and watching me and, uh finally, I just shook hands and said, thanks, guys. I'll give you a call, and we'll do a more formal interview later. I just wanted to introduce myself. And I got out of there, and, you know, I, I guess I read too many uh, spy novels. Oh, yeah, me too. I was a little bit afraid to go back to my room. It was right across the park there in Helsinki from the rink. Uh, I kind of walked around the city for about three hours making sure I wasn't being followed or anything and, and uh, went back to my room. It was, it was, uh, it was uneventful. Uh, was I fearful? No, was I nervous? A little bit, uh, but I got over it and I left, came, came back to uh, Detroit the next day. I was, I was in Helsinki for less than 24 hours.
0: Yeah, Keith, I've been, I've been looking over my shoulder a couple extra times too, with all those Bond <laughs> movies I've seen and Ronin and stuff like that. Uh, we're talking with Keith Gay, the author of the upcoming Russian five book. Uh, people are really excited about this, Keith. And, you know, I, I could talk to you about this for, forever, but I, I want to get a couple more things out here for you. And, and I sure. want to ask you about, you know, this book is has got so much stuff It's so much stuff that's never been out there before. I know I know you don't want to give away too much. You want people to read the book and believe me, they will. But if there's one thing, and I know there's many, this is probably going to be a tough, uh, you know, question, but is there one thing that, that Wings fans and hockey fans – should know over everything else when it comes to the Russian Five, how important a period of time it was for the Wings for hockey and just all the things that go along with this amazing period of time for the Detroit Red Wings.
1: Well, you're right. There are a lot of things, and the, the very beginning of that story with my involvement is uh, is kind of my side of the story. It's a very, really, really important to me, and it's something that has never been told to well to, to very few people knew that part of the story. But you know what? What I I I really like uh, people to to uh, uh, to delve into a little bit is, is to, to uh, read what Steve Eisman has to say about playing with the, uh, with the Russian players and how impressed he was uh, and, and his teammates too, not just about the way they played, but the kind of people that they were. These guys were absolutely revered in the Detroit dressing room individually more than even as a group, uh, what they meant to that team, what they brought to that team. And, uh, and also uh, Dan, uh, how important it was for the Russian players themselves as the former Soviet, uh, you know, Soviet red army club players yep. uh, to come over here and meld in and, and bring a, how proud they were to bring a different style of hockey to the NHL and show it off when they played five men together, like they did. Uh, and, uh, And you know, Sabah Tisov talks about a lot bridging cultures. How important it was, how important it is right now. We're seeing it with the Olympics right now going on. How important it is for sport to bridge culture and maybe ease tensions. And I I honestly think that the Russian Five did more for uh, you know uh, Soviet uh, American relations is you know as anything at the time. What they people were staying up in in the Soviet Union of Russia. Uh, when the, when the wings were, uh, uh you know, in the playoffs and r- rolling toward the Stanley Cup, winning the Stanley Cups, they were watching games in Detroit at three o'clock in the morning. The whole country was yeah. behind the Russian five and the, the Detroit Red Wings. It was amazing. When I went over there in 97 with the cup, when they took the cup over there, uh, the way these players were received, they recognized that, that you know, they, they were wearing the Red Wings sweaters, carrying the Stanley Cup around in Red Square. People were recognizing not just the players, but they are recognizing the Red Wings logo, too, and that was pretty cool.
0: I, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally fascinating. And if I think about this, too, you know, I, I liken this to when the Fab Five, when Steve Fisher decided to play all the, the Fab Five together yeah. for the first time, how about when Scotty Bowman decided to play all the Russian Five together? That must have been, obviously, it's huge here, but in Russia as well.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know they, they, the Russians, rightly so, have great pride in the in the kind of hockey that they play. Uh, back then, in the you know 70s and 80s, uh, you know the Miracle on Ice game was a huge embarrassment for them. But uh, you know they, they they have immense pride in their game and they have immense pride in their in their players. And uh, it was a it was a really really big deal for them. Uh, they didn't like losing all their players to the NHL. But they got. Uh, they took a lot of pride in five guys in Detroit winning winning the, the biggest prize in hockey.
0: Keith Gabe joins us here, the author of The Russian Five, the upcoming book. It's out March 20th. You can pre-order it now on Amazon and the documentary in April to premiere in Detroit, April 11th. Uh, as I mentioned, I could talk to you about this forever, Keith, and I, I really you know, want people to know how fascinating this book is. But last one for you, when you think about the legacy not just here in Detroit, but obviously in the NHL, and you mentioned the U.S.-Russian relations. What do you think these five guys, the Russians' five's legacy is and will live for for all time?
1: Well, you hear you hear people talk about it all the time still. I mean, Chris Osgood, every time he gets a chance, uh, uh, talking about it. Uh, you know, what the Russians did, uh, you know, 20, well, 95, 23 years ago now when they came together, they 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 changed the NHL from a dump-and-chase uh uh, you know, grind it out uh, kind of uh, game to uh, a puck possession game. The Detroit Red Wings, if people hated to play the Detroit Red Wings. It didn't matter whether it was the, the Russians on the ice or if it was, uh, you know, uh, Igor Liriano between Martin LaPointe and, and Brendan Shanahan on the line. They had the puck all the time. And play. And the opposing teams just had to chase it around. That's all they could do is chase it around. They hated to play Detroit because they never got the puck. <laughs> and and you know, the, the whole, the, the league, Changed. Everybody's been doing that ever since. The, the league is a, look what Tampa's doing down right. there with four four Russian players. Steve Eisman you know, did he learn? Did he learn? Uh, you know how, how how to win in this league uh, with, with his five Russian teammates? He's got four of the best Russians in the NHL right down there. That's why they're sitting atop the NHL standings right now. But they they the, the changed to a puck possession game, and and he, you know the the league is is uh, the game is better for it. It's a it's a much more entertaining game to watch. Keith, it definitely is Unless I really. Oh, go ahead. One thing I want to I'm, I want to mention I I, I, I haven't mentioned Scotty Bowman enough, and you know Scotty and I had our, our ups and downs uh, for sure as every beat writer does with every coach he covers and so on. But I I am grateful in the extreme, and I think people ought to be for what he was able to do. Not only did they brought three Russians in, he went and traded controversial trades, traded for Slava up, created a fifty goal score and Ray Shepard to get Igor Arionov. He put those five guys together. They won Stanley Cups. I am forever grateful for Scotty Bowman for put those five guys together and do what they did for Detroit.
0: Now, just it really was it. It all came together, and you being a you know a front row you know uh, you know member of, of this history having I mean, that front row seat is fascinating as well. It's a great read, Keith. Great job of the book. Will I see you at the uh, the premiere for the documentary.
1: I will be there. Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it, Dan.
0: All right, follow. And I know you got a lot of people that uh, have been asking about book signings. You can get those on your Twitter, Keith Gabe. Right? Absolutely. Keith, yep, yep, at Keith Gabe, you bet. Th- thank you so much for joining us. Great job on the book. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Dan. Take care, man. I'm... All right, you as well. That's All Keith right. Gabe, the author of the Russian Five. You can pre-order that book on Amazon. It comes out March 20th. The Feature Lake documentary will come out. Premieres here in Detroit on April 11th. Uh, really, if you're a Red Wings fan, a hockey fan, a Sergey Fedorov fan, a Professor fan, whoever you are, uh, it's definitely a, a really uh, you know exciting read. So check that out. Dan Leach, 97 won the ticket.